Welcome to the Genius Alchemist podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McBride. And in today's episode, I had the absolute privilege of speaking to an old mentor and coach of mine, Brandon Campbell. Brandon, first and foremost, is a father to six wonderful children, a husband to a soulmate, and he's a full-time nomad. He's a master coach and an expert in optimizing and expanding the human experience. Over the past 20 plus years, Brandon has personally coached hundreds of executives and high-level entrepreneurs, and he's reached millions more through his online presence and his media appearances. During that time, and with his ongoing commitment to perpetual learning, he has developed a coaching approach that has had tremendous power to create seemingly miraculous transformations for people in their lives. He has supported clients in creating permanent lifestyle transformations after decades of previously failed attempts, resolving enduring chronic pain and doing things that their doctors told them that they'd never do again, growing businesses beyond the wildest dreams and creating generational wealth, deepening relationships and allowing them to naturally conceive children after years of trying. Brandon treats each of his clients as the unique and powerful individuals that they are and he loves opening them up to the limitless potential that exists within them. We cover all things from the field, the void, how we can tap into energy, intuition and making the client the magician of their own life. So let's get to it. Hi, Brandon. It's so exciting to have you on because um, from what I've already said in the bio, I've known you for eight or nine years. You've had a huge impact on my life. You've been an incredible coach and a support in my journey. So I think it's amazing that we can just share everything today on how you've impacted me, why you've impacted me, the way you work and how similar it is to I work. And how it flows from my last podcast where I was talking about empowerment and some experience that have been not so good experiences with coaches and mentors and then some incredible experiences. So, yeah, would you like to talk a little bit about yourself? Because we've mentioned you're a bit of a nomad and I think everyone would be interested to see how this, how you've manifested this lifestyle for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me, Sarah. It's been such an honor to get to know you more over the years and and see your journey and kind of where you've just overcome so many things that the external world was placing on you and how you've you know really just come into your own more and more so it's it's an absolute honor to be here and super excited to have this discussion uh in terms of yeah some of the the unique elements so the two things that usually gain the most interest from my bio are six kids what like how, <laughs> how do you have six kids and run a business and do other things uh, so my wife and I do have six kids. We have five biological kids and one adopted son um, and, you know, all the blessings that come along with that. Uh, it's an exciting life because we have young children, right? So my oldest is nine, will be 10 in January and then all the way down to a newborn. So it's uh, not many people have kids that many and that young. So it's a, yeah. a very fun experience. And then the nomadic side, uh, we love travel for, you know, all of our lives. My wife and I early on in our relationship had tested it out a little bit and traveled with our two oldest kids um, and then ultimately made the move to do it full time this last summer. And so we travel all across the United States here domestically where I live uh, and are constantly in another beautiful environment. So uh, this behind me is central California. We're in wine country right now. So this is a big, beautiful tree behind me, mm -hmm. but there are vineyards and stuff all around and we just recently came from the california redwoods and coastal redwood territory which sarah if you haven't been you'll have to go sometime there were a couple of groves that we were walking through where you definitely came to mind and the connection wow. that you and i both share with nature yeah. was was very powerful there so well it's uh, just we so you know it's dark here and it's been yeah, right, exactly. it's yeah there's been rain all day it's dark outside hence why i've got all the light on <laughs> so yeah. yeah it looks amazing where you are yeah so um so anyway that's a little bit about kind of our existing life um we had wanted to do it for a while and just as you said you know continuously creating more and more of the opportunities that we we want for ourselves right my wife and i in our relationship and also 
experiential learning for our kids, right? We, we don't really um, ascribe to the traditional model of schooling and things like that for some things we'll probably talk about, just the conditioned behaviors and things that you and I have had to overcome, honestly, mm. about, you know, the way that we're taught to lead life and to create, you know, work and, and those sorts of things. So um, that's what we're doing now. And again, we, we love it um, despite the chaos, right? But having mm. six kids, it's chaos alone. So it's not that big a deal to uh, to have the full-time travel alongside of it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's, to be honest, well, as you know, I haven't got any kids, but it sounds amazing, the lifestyle and the travel and yeah, that connection to nature. And for me, animals, nature, and, you know, so yeah, it's something I'd love to explore more of. And I had an astrology reading yesterday, which actually talks about my more travel and I have been doing more retreats and things like that, but yet there is some more travel in there. So I'll see where that takes me and that unfolds. Mm-hmm. Um, the work that you're doing now, because I know you've worked with high level execs, CEOs, and for me, your work, it's be it's like being in an ayahuasca journey. It's it's <laughs> it's its own, it's 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 you know, it's so unique. And you know. If you remember, I think it was was it 2020, maybe late 2020, and I got some of the girls together and you did like a women's circle and the, the, the feedback that come off that as well was phenomenal because it was, you know, the the intuition, the presence that you're able to hold in that space was able to kind of catalyze healings within everyone in that group and I know for me it's interesting because it was early 2020 that we reconnected and I see we, we were always in contact but I seen that you were launching something around health and I gained a lot of weight I was lethargic I didn't feel good about myself and you know if you remember I was just I felt like it was getting out of control and then that's why I signed up to work with you again and be focused on health optimization and you know it, it wasn't anything like what I expected it to be like <laughs> I was expecting take this eat that and it was all about like the the inner and the internal world and you know and and that created a huge shift for me like significant weight loss energy shifting image personal image wanting to become more visible lots and lots of different things happened from from that work and then I know you know we we did some work later on in in the women's circle I'd like you to kind of discuss a little bit about that because to me that 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 work is similar in the way in which I work in the 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 presence and the space holding and the intuition which is the complete opposite from disempowering someone or being really specific and directive and this is what you have to do which there's a lot out there as we know and there's a lot of modalities that teach this is the formulaic steps this is the way you have to do things and then you get people parroting these kinds of formulas and then for me that takes you away from what you inherently know the soul's wisdom so I'd like you to explore talk a little bit about that so we could explore that further no no, i'd I'd be honored so the the thing that's very fun about the way that i've kind of distilled down some of my coaching approaches i've intentionally removed the constraints that were placed on me in previous modalities and practitioner trainings and all of the different things that i've done um, and more really opened up to what it is that is sitting before me, right? Like a unique, powerful individual who is not yet tapped in fully to what they're truly capable of, right? And it really doesn't matter the client or the level of success that they've experienced. Um, I always know with certainty that there's more, right? There's more available for them and within them. Um, And the certainty that I have around that, I feel like is a really powerful component, right? Because people feel that, people honor that, and people know that it's not a fabrication, right? It's not just saying it from a, okay, this is an esoteric belief, you know, or uh, a, a strategy that can help you because positive thinking has some benefit, right? It's a deep inner knowing for me, right? Where I really do believe in human potential. And I've seen it play out so many times 
that it is like really in that place where I just, I have this belief in people, right? Inherent. And so coming from that space, I feel like makes a big difference because then um, what I'm ultimately doing is, is just letting my own intuition be the guide. But beyond that, uh, being so present with someone that I can feel what they're feeling and associate to those feelings in some level. Um, so that regardless, right, we are here across the world from one another. We've always done our work remotely, right, across the world from one another. And despite that, you and I have a deep connection because of the work that we've done and the presence that we've shared, right? Yes. So I think that's the part that's really fun is really honoring that connection that we do share with everyone around us. And sometimes for, for people like us who are more tapped in, you have to be, yeah. you know, thoughtful about that because the collective kind of feel often is not the most supportive of, of growth. Um, now Absolutely. that being said, with the approach itself, um, what I'm always looking for are those like deep yearnings, right? The things that you and I talked about in our early work together that were so pressing and so real for you mm. all those years ago when you, you had no idea really about the how, right? You'd yeah. seen through some of your consulting background, all of the business results that could come from the strategic level thinking that you had, but then you had this much deeper spiritual side to yourself and recognize like there is some level of crossover available here. And how can you stay true to the spiritual side and what that represents while also having solid business practice and principle? And again, not making it be just straight formulaic, right? Mm -hmm. And I think for, for both of us, that's something that we both found. And it's often difficult because um, the highest level of work that I do with people is not something that's easy to just get started, right? Yeah. Because it's not something that's easy to describe in words, right? It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. kind of got to be experienced, right? Yeah. As you know. And so for me, what I found is that it works really well to have something that people are already seeking, right? That I know I can provide very direct benefit in and then develop a relationship, start building momentum, not, you know, because I have the perfect system for creating health or relieving pain, but because I have experienced those things myself personally and with so many clients now that I understand like there are common themes and common elements that will get us started. And once yeah. we get started, then it will allow us to uncover, right? The things that are beneath the real external like kind of desires that people have mm. that allow for the depth of work to take place. And then before long, like you said, we started out in 2020 with a very explicit outcome, right? You wanted to improve your energy. You wanted to improve your cognitive function. You wanted to improve the way that you experienced your body and how you had that relationship with your body. Um, and all of those things were taking place, but they were also uncovering a much greater beneath the surface, right? Like sort of work that was available, right? So I found that if we can start with something that's very explicit, where people know like, hey, I do want this, right? I want to improve this area. Mm -hmm. If they're in pain, it's relief of that pain, right? And in most instances, there's always some element there, right? Like, you know, the work that you do as well, people are in pain in some way, right? And what we're inviting them to do is acknowledge that some of the pain that they experience is a choice, right? Absolutely. So <laughs> yeah. as, as we move forward, um, that's the thing that's fun is like, hey, the pain that you're experiencing, right, is being participated in, right? You're participating in the continued experience of that pain. Now, it doesn't mean that you've been the cause of it, right, all the time. Yeah. However, when we understand that level of participation, then we gain influence over it. Then we have autonomy. Um, and that's where it really gets fun. Because then it comes down to very simple shifts that take place mm -hmm. and never me being the one who's like, hey, this is what you need to do. Like you said, Sarah, where it is, uh, there's less directives from me and more exploration in my work, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I love to explore deeply with the person who's before me so that they can uncover in themselves and have those moments and flashes of insight where it's like, wait, like that, I felt something when I said that right? Yeah. I felt something deeper that's there. That's like a little pull. It's a tug, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm connecting with people in those moments. So then in my mind, 
I'm kind of like acknowledging like that had some weight to it, right? We're we're touching on not the tip of the iceberg anymore, but that 95% below that's there in the unconscious, right? That's there in the identity that may have nothing to do with the person that I'm here connecting with, right? Yeah. Likely has to do with their upbringing, their conditioning, right? A lot of those things that's like, hey, I adopted this way of thought or this way of being from my caregivers, from my professors, from my school teachers, from the practitioners that I trained with. And then it's like, okay, how many shoulds, supposed tos, have tos are showing up for you, yeah, right? That's it's if, like, it's like that. Um, it's a question I always ask myself or others, like, are you fully you yet? Right. Because what you've just said, I, I see people and the the people that just become almost like mimic the people around them or what they've learned, and then they talk about that, and it's not fully them. And I know that was one of my biggest lessons to overcome, because um, my intuition was always my strongest aspect of myself. That was always the thing that I was tuned into, like the intuitive part of me and the knowingness. But I was too busy, probably because of a corporate background, I was too busy trying to fit in and come up with scientific, logical explanations of why I knew the things that I knew. Mm. So, you know, what you're saying, it, it is the, where the, the people start to mimic and they're around others and they're just conditioned and it's not actually them. Mm. And obviously it's a big journey finding what is myself and who am I? But mm. even just starting with that intuition, I mean, and I know I said this before we 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 started to record, but you were the person that hands down empowered me the most out of anyone that I've worked with because you helped me to trust that intuition. And that's the bit that, you know, in my work is is the most powerful part of my work, the intuit the intuition and trust in that. So yeah, I just want to acknowledge that as well. Well, I, I mean, I deeply appreciate that. That's pretty much the highest praise that I can receive because of the type of work that I do. And mm -hmm. you know that because you do a similar type of work, right? Um, it's it's really amazing when you can just step fully into who you are, right? Like, And that's the part that's very difficult for people is because of things like the achievement-based paradigm where it's like, well, you're, you should be doing this, or this is the path to create the results. This is what everyone else is doing. So you need to fall in line and, and do it. Or even beyond that, right? Like you said, well, I learned something from someone who has more experience than I have, right? Whether it's life experience or hours of practice or those sorts of things. So I need to model their behavior, do exactly what they do in order to get the similar outcome. And I think both you and I have experienced this at times where um, there, there is some amazing practitioner work out there and some people that we've learned from who have had a great impact in terms of skill sets, tools, things like that, that we have developed. Um, and often because they're working within a framework, uh, there is like uh, a point where they can only take it so far, right? Um, because they're trying to stay within like, something that's a model that they've been the creator of and then allowing for something outside of that is difficult. It's inherently more difficult when you've kind of already drank the Kool-Aid, right? We both yeah. studied NLP, right? NLP has some very powerful technologies available within it, but uh, most of the NLP people that I've trained with and some of them were even creators of the technology and things like that are not who I would look to in terms of like, okay, this person represents health and vitality and the other things that are very high priority for me in life, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like, so where's the disconnect there, right? If this technology yeah. really is delivering on the promises that it has, yeah. why do any NLP practitioners struggle with things in their own life? And granted, all coaches and people who are supporting others absolutely need their own coach, right? If, if you don't have your own coach and you're in the coaching profession, then there's some level of, <laughs> you know, distrust with what you're doing, in my yeah. opinion, right? We've talked about that before in- and ultimately, like for you, um, you are so powerful, right? And we both have seen that. We've acknowledged it. And your your growth for me has been most amazing to witness when you've really leaned in on not having to explain it, 
right? Where I, I come from a similar background, right? Like I was a science major in, in college and went yeah. through and went that route. So I love like seeing the science and seeing a lot of the science catch up, honestly, to mm -hmm. this work, right? We're seeing more and more of science catch up to esoteric work that was has been done for millennia, right? Absolutely. And now it's like, oh, we see <laughs> quantum physics yeah. is a real thing, right? We see like heart coherence, brain coherence, all of these things that are now being studied and validated by science uh, that have been going on in Eastern modalities and things like that for a long, long time. But in any case, for you, when you just let go and you're like, I'm just going to serve, right? Mm. I'm here to serve people at the highest level. And that's the only thing that matters. If they get phenomenal results and have a life that they love and lean into that and don't rely on force and willpower and having to do things in a certain way, but instead just lean in, like, where do I feel the most aligned? Where do I feel the mm. best on a daily basis? And when I'm in service, what does that look like? What does that feel like? How can I know that? And when you do that, like the work that you do with clients is unlike anything else that people have experienced, right? And you've heard that feedback externally many, many, many times. But what's more important than the external validation from the client like side and what they experience is internally, you just leaning in more. You're just knowing, like mm. if I lead in this way, right? Which is more not from a driver's seat leadership standpoint where it's like, hey, everyone's behind me on the bus going along as I make the turns, but lead by calling out the leader that's there yeah. before you and each of your coaching clients and Absolutely. acknowledging like, hey, the path that you're on in the way that you do things is far beyond where I could be at what you're excellent at, right? Mm. And I don't have any problem with that. My ego is not challenged by the people that I work with as coaching clients having exponentially better results in certain areas of their life because that's their path and not yeah. mine. Yeah, And that's where you are as well, right? It's like, I want every single person that I work with to far exceed anything that they had previously thought possible in any area that is that lean in, this is for me, right? Yeah. Like this is the life that I love. And this is the type of result that isn't for the external world, right? Mm -hmm. It's great to have external validation, but it's never the the impetus for continuing that work or that journey. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I have a we said this like when I I I did actually used to love working in corporate for this mm -hmm. up until a point. And then mm -hmm. I just what happens is I just then hated it. I just got to the point <laughs> of like, wow, hate it now. Yeah. Can't can't deal with it. But then this work people, you know, people would say you're being a bit of a workaholic here. But what they don't understand is it is because I love the work. So it's not like I'm chasing the money or, you know, I'm I'm burning out and because I'm in my masculine energy and all this. It's because I love the work. And, yeah, the feedback I get, the results I get, but the knowing when you see people step into that space and then they're like, I never thought this was possible. You've changed my life. And then you see the lives changing. It's like, you, how can you not love that how can you not waking up and you get to do what you love you're not there's nothing boring about it you're not tired you enjoy doing it and then you get them results you know that that to me is that that is the work and and I know we both do that where we empower people to really step into alignment with the thing that they're born to do in this lifetime and then ultimately how can we be in competition when We've all got different skill sets. To me, we've all got something that's a little bit special that someone else hasn't got, and we just have to find that. And then when we all tune into that and tap into that, imagine the collective, like if everyone was tuned into that and how much the, a better place the world would be. So, yeah, like I hear what you're saying and totally resonate and, and agree. Well, again, it's it's fun because it's so rare, right? Like in this space mm -hmm. to really have a deep understanding and appreciation for what we're talking about. And, you know, naturally the people who are also kind of outside the box a little bit, right? Where they do this work or they're invested in like their continued growth and expansion overall, uh, but feel like there's a little bit too much constraint in the world that they're kind of operating in. I think that's the part that's really fun about this discussion is 
you know, this is kind of like a an, an open invitation to really thinking through like, where are you trying to be like someone else or, you know, allowing yourself to be guided by something outside of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Because most often those are the things that require force and willpower in my experience, yeah. right? If you're trying to force yourself to do something and, and the funny thing is, is now the most cutting edge neuroscience on a lot of this is recognizing that there are certain brain centers that are responsible for willpower, right? Mm -hmm. You can actually grow the neuro, like kind of neuro kind of chemical and neuro, just neurological connections for willpower in your brain, right? Like you can get better at willpower, right? As a tool. However, in my experience, that's only useful to get you started, right? It's like to overcome inertia, to like get moving, yeah. it can be useful, right? To have that sometimes extrinsic motivation of like, well, I really do want to experience more of this. Or I really don't want to have this in my life anymore. It's no longer tolerable. Mm. That's where willpower can assert itself and get you in motion. Then beyond that, in my experience, it's how can we lean in to those things that you mentioned, right? In your work and in my work, coaching, these types of conversations are generative. Yes, they require a lot of presence and a lot of energetic investment. Yeah. Yeah. And the more that you invest in that, it's like legitimately part of the Taurus field of energy that we exist as is, you know, higher vibration overall, right? And we know these, these things in quantum physics are validated now and that there are upward spirals available to us on kind of the energetic spectrum where when we're embodying those more with the energy that we represent, we do have higher levels of energetic kind of capability within us, yeah. right? Yeah. And when we lean in there, it's like, wow, like I could do this for hours and hours on end. And you and I often have discussions that span like usually hours you know, and hours exactly. and, and then we're done and we're like oh my gosh we were just on for four hours four and hours 20 minutes right and, yeah. and so because of that though it's where we recognize the constraint of time mm. is again fictitious right it's yeah. it's a useful construct because it allows us to show up for meetings on time and connect with people at, at designated points in kind of this landscape but beyond that it's really fun because once you get into mo momentum, right? You start momentum, then it's just feedback, right? How can we be as open to the feedback as possible? And when you're feeling into like that health journey that we started on back in 2020, there were all sorts of things that were totally unrelated seemingly to your, your outward expression of health that were the big catalysts for you to just start losing weight and expressing yourself more and being more open to like sharing who you are with the world and you know mm. showing up and being on camera right like back then yeah. oh like there were, there used were to hide. yeah exactly right so there are there are things like that right that now yeah. is you like showing up fully and loving it and you know again there are certain times where we're still going to have that right yeah. It's it's never going to reach the point where it's like, hey, I just want to be out there all the time, like mm. getting in the spotlight, because for those of us that are doing very, very deep work, there is there are moments of introspection that are required. Right. Yeah. And also the even just your levels of sensitivity. I know the, how sensitive I am. I need space and time. And sometimes like I'll have social. I'm having a social break at the moment, you know, mm. and it's it's kind of. I need those like energetically and also I'm I'm having a big upgrade in me me program. So that mm -hmm. space and time, I'm like, I, I can't give any energy to socials. I can't give any energy to being visible in that way. You know, mm -hmm. I've committed to me podcast fortnightly. So I, I'm showing up and I'm doing this. But other than that, I have kind of come back a little bit but just because the sensitivity element. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think for you and and we've talked about this and and people who are more open to like embracing fully the presence element, you know, the intuitive sense. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I love working with you so much is because you you have always had in the entirety of our relationship a deep sense of knowing. Right. And there are certain things where you were very tapped into that early on. And then we just continued to allow that to flourish and come more to the forefront. And as you've done that 
it's again, just opened up a world of possibilities to you time and time again, in every area of your life, right? There's no area that's untouched at this point, right? Oh. We've talked through so many different things. And now in your current present day reality, almost everything that we've touched on at some point is yeah. manifest, right? Like, Business, relationships, health, all of it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's the thing that's really beautiful is it allows for that to be something that is a side effect, right? Yeah. It's not like, hey, I got to drive, drive, drive. I got to make this happen. I got to make mm -hmm. this happen. It's like, no, if when you get into alignment fully and yeah. you seek out those, like, this is me being me. Yeah. I'm not having to do anything extra. I'm not having to worry about what other people think. I'm just showing up and I'm showing up <laughs> presently and, you know, divinely in tune. Yeah. That's where I think for you, some of the time and me too, I, I prefer to be unplugged mostly, right? Mm -hmm. Part of the reason why we travel and do the things that we do this way is it allows for that constant recharge. I can go for a walk at any point and be in nature in seconds, right? And yeah. be like fully immersed in me getting into introspective work and like being present. And if it's yeah. cold water immersion in the wild waterway or something like that, then I can immediately get tapped back in to that intuitive nature and, and know that like, hey, there's a lot of stuff going on in this external world around us all the time. Absolutely. And when we're working with people and, and very invested in them, um, that does have an imprint, right? Like we feel what our clients go through and feel. Um, and, and sometimes, I mean, like, it's funny because- and sometimes that, that's not talked about enough, by the way. Right, that's exactly. not talked about enough about that. And, and, you know, I've seen some teachings, which is you protect yourself and you switch off from it, but they don't realize like you're on the journey with them and it doesn't work like that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and I think there's some quite toxic teachings out there that say that, you know, and- disconnect and it's like this and it's like that but but in the space in the moment like of course you tunes in so you you feel and everything that they're going through and I know when I run retreats like I'm in it with them and and you know I'm feeling every single thing they're feeling for the duration that we're together and then you've you've got to look for your thing to unplug from and and what you've just said about the unplugging I, I feel like that's how we become more tunes into our intuition because you know our heart intelligence the body the soul whereas the brain is highly programmable mm -hmm. so when you're not unplugged and in nature then more often than not you're around other people you're listening to their programs you're picking things up your tv radio mm -hmm. whatever that looks like just the mm -hmm. brain's constantly getting yeah the phone social media the, mm -hmm. the you know the the brain's constantly getting programmed by advertisements, everything it sees. So when we're in nature, I'd rather be programmed by, you know, a tree or <laughs> a bit of grass, a flower, than what we currently live in this world or what we are getting programmed by. So I think that's important for us and the work we do because that's what keeps us in our intuition and, and in our, you know, heart intelligence or the soul and the feelings rather than just the, you know, the survival, the brain, the programming. The I, I agree. Exactly. And and that's the thing that's really amazing about um, kind of each person has their own way of connecting to that. Right. And really finding yeah. what it is. Um, so there's, there's no one right way, just like anything. Right. And I think that's something we both agree upon. And the other component is, um, you know, we know that as a human organism, right, the technology that we're overrun by now is not something that our brains and our bodies were designed, right, like and evolved or grew in order to like participate in, right? Like the, the level of frenzy that's available at all times. And I mean, like you and I both have our phones on airplane mode, like there's no other things that can distract us right now. And I, I know certainly in the work that we do, that's something that is an agreement that we have with our clients as well. Like, Hey, if, if we're with one another, we're fully with one another, mm. right? Like it, it's, you're investing highly in your own growth and continued expansion and the things that we've decided to work on together. So while we're together, that's all that's there, right? We're yeah. not doing other things. We're not being distracted and, and focus is like a, a superpower in today's well, world. Right? I just, I just want to mention that because I worked with a coach in, I don't know, it was 2017 possibly. Female coach, um, huge reputation, should we say, in 
heart healing and, and, and work like that. And I remember working with her and I had my camera on on Zoom. She's in America. She had her camera off. And I was thinking, is she going to turn it on? What's happening? She didn't actually turn the camera on at all, but, but insisted I had mine on. Mm-hmm. Then a door went and there's a delivery. And she goes and says, I'll be back in a minute. And then goes off. And I thought about this afterwards. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm in a house. Sometimes the, dog, the dogs will bark. I've got a relationship with my clients. They can see me on Zoom. We're, we're, we're in something. If they're under in some sort of trance-like state, which happens a lot, I'll press mute and I, w- and I won't even, you know, I'll press mute so they can't hear what's going on this end and, and, and that's that. But I was thinking about that time with, and it come up as I was updating some coursework the other day about this particular person and how why I didn't get results and I felt as a failure or it was it was something to do with me I didn't get results and I actually terminated working with her and I felt like some sort of failure because of all of these testimonials she had and you know what I was seeing on socials and it was only a few days ago I realized about her lack of presence with me mm-hmm. in that moment her lack of acknowledgement or even seeing me mm-hmm. didn't it made me not not want to work with her no more and then obviously I've resonated with other people some people might resonate with her because the techniques that she's trying but for me it's pure presence and focus like anyone that can provide that for me I get to to do the work myself take me um my partner he said yesterday I can he said to me as a man, you want to fix everything and you talk, talk, talk. And I'm sitting here with solutions in my head. He said, and and I, I have to stop myself from saying what those solutions are. He said, because you'd always figure it out yourself. He said, you just like to bounce it off me. And, and then you'd have your own solutions. He said, and I'm trying to get used to that because I'm used to just coming forth with a solution. Right. And I think that's how some coaches work as well, not just, you know, him saying because he's a man. I think that's how some coaches work too. I agree. I, I think the thing that's really fun about this work is that as we move forward, you know, there, there are two types of approaches. One is the I'm the best coach in the world and <laughs> yeah. what I provide to my clients creates phenomenal results for them, Right which is largely out there. I mean, that's, there's a lot of big, big coaches with huge influences and people know their mm. name, all that stuff, <laughs> yeah. which are, are usually in that kind of vein. And it's not to say that it's bad, not passing judgment, just acknowledging. And then there's the other side where it's, I work with clients and support them in creating phenomenal results for themselves. Right. Yes. And so for you and I, that's the way that we do work, right? We're, we're not, worried about being the one who is appreciated or acknowledged for the work that the clients go through and do, because most of the work they do is internal, right? Most of the work that really leads to the true permanent transformation in people's life is work that is going on inside that client's brain, body, physiology, soul. Like that's what's like really the magic. And we're not the magician they are right like yeah. we're we're the facilitator and the supporter and the cheerleader and love to do everything that we can to support that and we're not the ones who take the credit right mm-hmm. because i know it's not me right like all yeah. of the things that you've created in your life are yours to take ownership of because that's the way that you've worked with me in the past right you know like hey sarah and often you'll recall throughout our work together I have to circle back and be like, no, Sarah, like you're the one who did the work, right? Yeah. You remember all of these things that have now shifted and transpired are because of you, right? Like you get to take and rightfully deserve all of the credit for the incredible life that you're now experiencing. And that's a big shift, right? Because it's easy to get sucked into the egocentric like coaching model where it's like, well, it's about me, me, me. Like my personal brand is so important. <laughs> yeah. And there, there is some warranted like activity in, invested in that. However, at the end of the day, I feel like many of the coaches that I know that are coaching at the highest level and getting the highest level results and transformations for their clients are the ones that very few people know about, right? They work like you and I, largely through referral only, 
right? It's kind of like operating beneath the radar and work mm -hmm. with super high level clients, but don't talk about it outwardly yeah. all the time, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so it's it's different. And so for for you, I think with with what you've you've mentioned, um, I really love the aspect of giving people that permission to just lean in and say, hey, presence is the thing. And we talked about this in our most recent conversation as well. Presence when it's true and authentic and like really what you and I experience when we're in conversation with one another is timeless, right? And four hours fly by, right? Yeah. And it's also where trust is developed, right? And for our work to really be what it can be requires that deep, deep trust, right? Where you know, like, hey, the definition of a client outside of a customer is a customer is just a transactional thing, right? Yeah. I create a customer in my business, they buy a wear from me, and then they're the owner of that wear. I've made some money, they've gotten something from me, that exchange is done. A yeah. client is someone who's in the care of mm. the person who has you know, been hired, right? So for you and I, that's the way that we cherish that relationship between coach and client is those people are in our care. Mm. And for them to be in our care, working on themselves intrinsically, they must trust us to yeah. a level that they often don't trust anyone else, right? Like there's, there's yeah. things that you and I talk <laughs> with our clients about yeah. and work with our clients on that they've never shared with anyone else ever in their life and probably never will. Right. Yeah. And that level of trust is only available when they feel that presence mm. where they know you are in my care. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to make you less than I'm yeah. here to uplift you. I'm here to support you and anything that I can possibly do in that vein. That's why I'm here. That's mm. why we're together. Right. And, and that level of trust is, is hugely powerful because the most yeah. incredible magic is available there. And, and I think that that's why I wanted to, you know, do this podcast originally because a lot of people don't know this. A lot of people out there don't know that they are the magician. They are the alchemist, mm -hmm. the genius within them. Mm -hmm. And every, every person has their own one. And you know, I know we're, we're operating and working and, and we're showing them that. But, you know, on a wider scale, for me, it's it. I feel like everyone should know their own power. And, you know, this is why it's even more in my work. I'm growing it even more. Like, this is your power. This is who you are. And I know you're doing exactly the same. And I think this is a really important conversation to open up because... There is a lot of people in high positions that are like, I am the power. And, you know, and we can we can say each other and acknowledge each other's power, but doesn't mean we're the only one with power. Whereas people position themselves, some people position themselves as more powerful. And then for them to be more powerful, the client has to be disempowered on mm -hmm. some level. And I'm really passionate about this. Like, really. I've experienced it, I've been disempowered, you know, in the past, and I know what that feels like. And and worked with different mentors, and, you know, I've had some phenomenal mentors, and I've worked with different ones where I've, they've, they've been like, no, this is this. This is your timeline. This is, this is what's going to happen for you. This mm -hmm. is this. And I remember you were just like, okay, what do you want to create? Mm-hmm. And then I remember you're also pointing things out that I never would have thought of created. Well, actually, this thing that was created was still your manifestation in a different form. And I was having to really get my head around, oh, I am creating all of this and I am the co-creator of my reality. Mm -hmm. I am co-creating right now. And that, when you push that back onto me, and I needed a lot of evidence because you know, my ego really didn't want to acknowledge at that time and, you know, it took me time to get to the space. <clears throat> I was like, wow, this is the work. This is the actual work. And I'm now going to show other people layers because that was the most powerful shift in my life. 
you know, to, to know that and to feel that and to have someone be so present, but also reflect back who I am mm. rather than tell me who I am. Mm. Remind me the things that I've done and remind me the things that I've said mm. in a timeline. So then I'm like, ah, okay, yeah, there's, there's, that, that is me, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was the, that's been the most powerful process for me. And mm-hmm. for me, why it was really important that I wanted to share this conversation because anyone, I implore anyone who's going to go out there and choose someone to work with to see are you being empowered by that person, but also for the people themselves, anyone that's listening don't allow your ego to get in the way when you're helping someone mm-hmm. and don't allow your need and desire for acknowledgement on some level get in the way allow that person to go through what they need to go through with just you holding space in a way and you know a, a you know the way you see funny memes and stuff and 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 I see people saying you know holding space or you know it's a it's another it's another term for just sitting there and getting paid. But mm-hmm. people that to me, people don't understand the the full power of holding space for another person. Absolutely. Well, and I think you've you've said it beautifully in kind of really the the expression of oneself uh is often difficult to look at directly, right? Because it is bigger, right? It's always bigger than we anticipate. Right. And every single client that I've I've supported in experiencing something like that has like this reflexive moment of like, wait, uh, this is there's a contraction. Right. There's like this is beyond me. Right. This is beyond who I'm used to being and that identity shift that has to take place where it is. I mean, like you said, the brain is malleable, but it's malleable in a way that tries to revert back for like survival, right? Like instinctually, the brain is like, change is dangerous, right? Change is inherently something that can cause harm, right? So when you're moving beyond who you've previously been, it's so important to have that person there who is providing like that presence and acknowledging. And like you said, it's not, uh, hey, I'm I'm gonna constantly be just building you up. It's like, I'm going to be reminding you Mm -hmm. of who you are now and who you've been all along. This isn't something that new, this, this is something that's old, that's been there, that's been present, that's been pressing in some way, right? Because that's the thing that you, you've developed more and more certainty of over the years, which again, has led to so much of the things that you've, you've now created and and made manifest in your life is now the knowing that was always there is the knowing that you honor first, right? It's not there trying to like, okay, how can I justify this? Or how can I make sense of this? Or how can I rationalize this? It's like, no, I've, I've had this, right? And you've had this for a long, long time. You talk, I mean, we've done inner child work, we've done generational work, like there's all sorts of things that we've done where for you, you've like really taken full ownership of like, I am powerful, right? And I'm okay with being powerful. And I'm powerful. And how does that work in a relationship with a partner <laughs> and all of those dynamics? <laughs> yeah. And and you've gotten the opportunity to really like lean in and find yourself more and more. And the more that you found yourself, the more that you've embraced yourself. Right. Yeah. And that's the beautiful element here is I've found that as long as that some, is something that you have someone in your life who's willing to be present with you and who's not threatened mm-hmm. by your growth, and your continued expansion, then it's amazing because that's where those feedback loops become like, Hey, I don't have the wand. I'm just making sure that you're aware that you do. And when you wave it, it is truly miraculous. Right. And it's so much fun to bear witness to because look at all of the ripple effects that have, have come from that, right? Look at how many more people you've supported and expanding their own lives and expanding their own businesses and serving the world in a more profound way because of you leaning in and acknowledging I am really that powerful, right? The work that I do is special and is meaningful and needs to be experienced by more people, not because you need to be filthy rich and have like as much financial abundance as you could ever want, but because it's what leads to the collective shifting, right? To more and more people 
looking at this type of work from a different vantage point and understanding that, you know, presence, connection, like real, like caring and even love in this work is what allows for this sort of reflection to take place. And when it does, I mean, it, it it's not filled with effort, right? Mm -hmm. It's filled with expression and experience. And then when you see it and you're like, wait, like, Many of the things that you and I have discussed is like, well, that was too easy. <laughs> I It should have been harder based on all of my prior experience. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, maybe not, right? Maybe it can be far more in flow and far more you feeling like generative in the way that you work and the way that you approach like service to others because of it being truly your own. You're not trying to play by someone else's rules because those constraints are truly that, right? Yeah. If you have if you have a hose and there's water flowing through it and you kink the hose and place a constraint on it and say, you must go that direction, even though you want to flow this direction, there's only so much fluid that can go through that, yeah. right? And as energetic beings, that's the way that I like to think about it for my clients as well, is they're twisted and contorted and kinked all over the place with regard to their flow of energy because of all those other external constraints that other people have placed on them. And when those release and you remove them, it's just like, wow, like this is yeah. so much different and yeah. so much more enjoyable that I didn't realize life could be this great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that analogy because I feel like that is a lot of people that I not just work with, just people that I'm around and I see, you know, just friends, family, anybody. And mm -hmm. That is one of the things that, that I've noticed with, you know, the energy, the flow of energy, there's a disruption and it's a, you know, the disruption is a constraint coming from somewhere or a manifestation coming from something for them to acknowledge something that they haven't previously acknowledged. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the more in tune we get with our body, the more constraints we remove, the more flow. And that is yeah, for our work as well, because I know, I know, see, I'm doing it. I'm knowing I'm 100% certain, but I do know when I'm working with someone, it's, if I try and follow the rule book of what I've been taught in a modality, it detracts from the inner voice that's telling me it's this, go this way, ask them this, do this. And I always know that when I mess up by going with the framework, it's never as powerful. Mm. They never get the, the the powerful release because mm. the inner voice, for me, it's the it's in commune with mm. their higher self, their inner voice. Mm. So it knows what they want. So it's you're like tuning in like a radio station to the frequency of what they need by being present whereas they might be have disruptions so can't tune into that themselves mm -hmm. so that's like that that analogy you used sums up perfectly like the work i do the work you do and the work we need more of in the world as well mm -hmm. i love that i i agree i mean it, it is really like tuning into a radio station and mm -hmm. like having that that insight and and really acknowledging that like at the higher levels of being, we're not separate, right? Like yeah. there, there is no separation. So for that to be something that we make peace with, and you know, it can be scary at times. And like we talked about, if you're if you're not doing the work that you need to have some level of grounding and like, you know, being present to yourself and acknowledging that, yeah. um, it, it's not always enjoyable, right? To just tap straight into the collective because of you know, I mean, talk about real chaos, you know, I mean, six kids yeah. is one thing, but the collective of people who <laughs> yeah. are stressed out and chronically yeah. fatigued and living other people's lives, it's, it's not a lot of like real happy, joyful people out there. Right. Well, so if you remember that happened to me in 2015, I think it was why we originally connected, yeah. or maybe it didn't be in 2014. And mm -hmm. I was literally sat on my sofa I always remember, I was just about to eat a vegetable curry. I'd sat, I'd sat on my sofa and the room just disappeared. If you remember, the room 
just disappeared and I was like what is going on and you know from a scientific point of view I had all these explanations or psychotherapeutic this this and this and you were like no no you it's the field you're tapping into this field blah 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 anyway at the time obviously I panicked because you know the rooms disappeared and then I felt like I was in space and I was like looking and, and the only way I could describe it was there's a sea of energy I'm plugged into this sea of energy and I don't know what to do so then I started getting anxiety but the anxiety didn't come first and I was disassociating the anxiety comes as a consequence I didn't know what to do because my reality as I knew it it shifted and my lens had shifted and I felt everything and it shook me up for days and then now like that's a big part of the work I do I just sit and go into that field (laughs) but if I didn't have you at the time to say oh yeah that's this and that's where manifestation happens and that's you know all of these different things I actually take my clients to that space and they love it you know And, and it's it's interesting because you know all the things that I was getting told at the time that it could have been, which were bad things and being honest, you know, or I'm, I'm mentally ill or something, or, you know, it's this physical reaction to my body, I'm stressed, whatever, it, whatever the things I was getting told. And then a different perspective because everything is perspective in reality, isn't it? You know, perception is reality. So someone's perception, oh, that's that and that's negative. And then, another perception that I took on board from someone I trusted. And then now, it, you know, in that space is where I can just tune in and like get downloads information. I can be like, ah, okay, this is my next step in business. Oh, this is what I should be doing. Oh, this is how I, I support my client next. Oh, this is what I do next. So yeah, that, I wanted to talk about, you know, that collective energy because that, that for me was gold but monitored and guided so I'm choosing what to tap into what frequencies when I'm in that space as well rather than just picking up on you know war and everything else that's going on right exactly well and I think that's the part that's really amazing about a lot of this and it's funny that you mentioned that because I was I was thinking about that experience in particular um before we had this discussion so um it's interesting because uh, and I think we've talked about it before I've had times where I really, really enjoyed sensory deprivation and like float tanks and things like that um, for exactly that reason, because it's just like you just go into a meditative state and it makes it very easy to go to greater depths than most people are used to going to when there is some physical embodiment present. Um, But with what you had expressed to me and we had, I remember the conversations about it as well. And it's like, well, you know, the void is <laughs> something that most people don't fully appreciate when they experience it. And for you, you're being invited there with explicit purpose. Like you're you're creating this experience for yourself. And then when you did shift your perception of it, right? It was like, okay, there's there's no need to be fearful here, right? This is kind of something that can allow you to really be more and more present to something that's free from all the other bullshit right like at the end of the day there is no conditioning there there is no body there there is no brain there it's like this is truly just the energetic field and so for you um, that was I think a a big turning point and I'm I'm happy that we get a chance to to dialogue about it a little bit because everyone has a different experience of it right like and, Mm -hmm. and we've done work about you know some of that in in kind of time since but for most people, when they start to acknowledge that it, it is something that can be chosen, right, where you can choose into it, mm. the thing that I think is very powerful about that is the other thing that does not exist there is judgment, right? Yeah. Because for us, and like, as we kind of go through this, we're always thinking about like, well, this is good, or this is bad, or, you know, we're conditioned to be good people, right, and make good choices and all of that. And at the end of the day, um, who decides, right? Like who who's making that choice as to whether, well, this is deemed good and this is deemed bad. Um, and when we're yeah. in that state of like removal of all of that, yeah. it's again, where we're totally free from constraint. I can just be present to what is. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, in, in quantum physics, we talk about infinite possibility across and through time, 
that's what's there. It's like, hey, there's no timeline there. Like there's no, the construct of time is removed, right? So it's really crazy because when you, when you lean in and you recognize, I mean, often, and you know, it helps to have some creative visualizations when you're first practicing. Mm. But I think for both of us, that's really where we do a lot of the work that we do, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I actually shared that experience with um, so one of my friends and as I went for a holistic treatment off and I was like, okay, I'm going to share this now because, you know, I'm not going to look nuts. So, you know, because we'd had the conversation and I told him and he was like, what? You literally just sat down and it happened. And I was like, yeah, I was just about to eat me dinner. And he was like, 20 years I've been meditating to get to that space. And I've had a glimpse of it once after 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I and I and you know, I'm just like, oh, okay. I just thought that it was just a space. I said, but you know, I didn't choose to go to that space. And I probably right. wouldn't have chose ever to go to that space. So instead I was thrust into that space. Mm-hmm. But I realized in that moment, oh, okay, this is actually something to embrace then. It's not mm-hmm. something to run from. You know, and you know, I've had similar. I know we haven't got time because we go on for four hours. But I've had I've had other experiences where you know I have left my body, and I've been you know like spinning and going into to spaces. And I thought, is this bad? And I remember an old mentor. She didn't have any experience of it, so she was like that to me. It could be a walk in taking over your body. Don't you know? Don't go into that space. Don't do this. But my intuition was like, this is this is something positive this is a spiritual experience you know people are writing books about this this you know when it's just happening let me experience it or explore it but sometimes the fear took over so I'd shy away earlier on whereas that's the difference between us working together in the empowerment and being empowered knowing that you are as you say you have got the magic wand then it's helped me embrace and go into it and then that's alchemized who I am and then alchemized my work as well. Mm-hmm. And again, it, it's, it's another tool, right? Like it's, it's an acknowledgement, right? Yeah. And when, when you're there and you're present and it's funny, um, I think it was in 2020, um, you had uh, been exploring some plant medicines and I believe it was San Pedro when you had oh, like yeah. some very interesting exposures to the weather, right? And like, <laughs> very explicitly do you that's, recall that that's happened since by the way i've moved clouds and everything since and right? i've got and i've got witness to that but it's um yeah i remember mm-hmm. right so so those sorts of things again when you're very explicitly experiencing the true power that's inherent right mm. and it's like wow like that was not possible moments ago and mm. now it is right. Yeah, that's where the magic lies, and that's where it's so much fun to do this work. Yeah, because being there and like sharing in that with someone, and really like just being present for those moments. I mean, you and I both know, like, it's when we're doing the work, we're totally focused and present, and like that's the only thing that's there. And when we're not doing the work, there's still a level of connection, right? I can't tell you the number of times where you know one of us reached out to the other because we had been thinking about one another only yeah. moments before or the day prior and things like yeah. that. And so there's that level of kind of just appreciation for the way that the field works and that the investment of energy across time, space, all things is still meaningful. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the part that's nice is when you and I do work with our clients, we're not prepping for it and like spending three hours and like writing up like, no. Hey, here's what we have to accomplish yeah. or doing a bunch of notes and review afterwards. Like I often take notes with clients and I often like really love like kind of making sure I'm aware of those flashes of insight that I experience through them most often, right. Where yeah. you're feeling it internally, I'm feeling it with you. And it's like, there's something more here. Let's go down that path. Um, and it's crazy because then we're still there, right? Like yeah. Even clients that I haven't worked with for years, um, I'm still supporting, right? Like I I don't ever stop supporting people, right? And that's the thing that's really fun is when you understand the energetics here, there's no need for that, right? Like you're you're kind of there as the 
kind of, you know, silent supporter energetically, you know, allowing people to continue the work that you've, you've started with them or that they've continued beyond you and without you. And it's one of the things that we've, we've often talked about before where this type of coaching approach um, doesn't lend itself particularly well to permanent coaching relationships, because there's a certain point where it's like, hey, you've, everything that we had planned on working together on is done, right? You accomplished. So, so those sorts of things are are different because it's not like, hey, we have to work with one another for the rest of our lives because you're reliant on me entirely. That's not the work, right? The work is no, no, no. Like I'm intentionally working to remove myself from any need, right? You don't need me. You've never needed me. Mm-hmm. However, there have been times where it was useful for us to be in very close relationship to yeah. support some of the times where you are ready for real, like rapid growth and expansion. And that's where there's like that, that fine line for finding that moment where people are ready. Cause often people aren't ready. Like there's many, many times I'll have an initial co- conversation with someone and it's, it's clear and apparent, like, Hey, the type of work that we'll be doing is not something that you're wholly on board for yet. And that's fine, right? Like it's okay. But when they are ready and there is like that level of, okay, I, I'm committed to this. I don't know exactly how it's going to look. I don't understand how it's all going to work. And I don't care. I, I think it's going to be worthwhile. Yeah. Then it gets to be really fun because then we're kind of more or less entering the void together, right? Like, hey, yeah. let's let's explore this. Let's see what possibilities are out there for you that you can at least dabble in. And have some experiences with and then based on those experiences you either know or you know i mean it's you're going to learn quickly yeah. <laughs> like yeah these things are for you or not right um, um and, and that's the fun part is yeah. you know kind of encouraging people to be there and be present to just everything that's really possible because everything is it is and thank you thank you brandon for today um it's been amazing. I'm going to put in the show notes if anyone wants to contact you and, you know, and explore this further, you know, and see what you do and what you've got coming up. Um, and yeah, just thanks for coming on and sharing your knowledge, your wisdom and, you know, discussing what we have. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's a very fun conversation. And my hope is that the people who listen do have some value that they can immediately act upon, right? Like there's yeah. been some actionable things here where I think uh, you can immediately leverage some of what we talked about to better your own life and better the lives of your clients if you're in client work. Um, so, you know, have fun with it, right? And explore, enjoy, and, you know, let us know. Sarah and I love hearing about, you know, the transformations that take place as a result of these types of conversations. So Absolutely. it would be great to hear that. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Genius Alchemist podcast. If this episode has ignited your curiosity or inspired you in some way, then I encourage you to subscribe and share with friends. For those that want to stay in the loop and be the first to know about future episodes, special offers and free resources, make sure to check out the link in the show notes. By joining my mailing list or reaching out through that link, you'll have exclusive access to all the latest updates and ways that you can connect with me. I look forward to sharing more inspiring stories with you all in future episodes.